We start this episode with a tribute to George Floyd, the black American whose life was cut short by the collective effort of four police officers in Minneapolis. More notably, a, a white police officer knelt on his neck for almost nine minutes whilst he was handcuffed face down in the street. As he took his last breath, he cried for his late mother to help him. And I can't imagine a more desperate cry for help than asking the departed to save your life. We will echo your last cry for help, George. And we will echo your last cry for justice. Rest in peace, big man. Is that a breakup? That a breakup? I think we have a situation right here. On the film station. Welcome to episode 20 of The Feeling Station. I am super, super, super excited that we've got to this milestone. Uh, this is five months of the podcast. The numbers have grown exponentially in the last few weeks. And all I wanted to say was thank you very much for helping me get to this point. For those who are listening to this podcast for the first time, the podcast touches on breakup stories that people would like to talk about um, and also more importantly shares the lessons that you could learn from their experiences or if you can't learn from those experiences you might know somebody who could learn from these experiences so sharing is caring go ahead and do just that um, if you haven't listened to episode 15 of this podcast I strongly recommend that you go back to episode 15 titled Captain Planet because we are revisiting Captain Planet in this episode <laughs> yes you heard right for those who've listen to the episode captain planet is back with another twister for you so get ready for this ride and if you know somebody who could enjoy and benefit from this conversation go ahead and share hello yo do you know i would love to call you amandi from the first episode but i cannot do that because the world just wants to know you as captain planet so what's up captain planet oh he's a hero <laughs> Gonna take a food down to zero. I was gonna say fifty. <laughs> You'd be a horrible I singer. Joke. <laughs> I joke. You know. You know what's interesting, man? Uh -huh. Is um, like it was interesting to hear the feedback that some people wanted to be planeteers. I, I found that very, very interesting. So you've got two groups of people, right? One who are absolutely infuriated by what you did. Uh, and they said that having three women at the same time in the same WhatsApp group is just, excuse my French, is just bullshit. Right? Yeah. And then you have another group of people who are like, oh, okay, uh, who's this Captain Planet? You know, can we like have a conversation with Captain Planet? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, man. Must, must to a flame. I mean, what explains that, thing, though? Man. In your opinion, what explains that? But I, what I would say is, all the planeteers out there who, who are interested that it's not a good look like calm down <laughs> stop liking things relax yourself uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the concept of moths to a flame I think explains it pretty well yeah. and uh, no no you need to you need to sort yourself out okay so, so so I guess it's fitting for me to ask whether you sorted yourself out since since the last episode where you had three girls in one whatsapp group have you sorted yourself out Man, you know, it's a process. It's a process I'm, I'm getting there. So the first, what, I, what I've done, like I said, and I want to be very clear about this, is yeah. that I do not, after experiencing it, support the proposition of having three girlfriends. I think it's, it's taxing on your psyche. It, it's counterproductive mm -hmm. to your well-being. And so I've stopped doing that. that, that, that that's, what I, that's the first thing I did. Okay. So I said, okay, fine. If this, if this, if this, this, Try, try camera, try apartheid system is not working. Let me go back to the 
to the conventional one girlfriend situation. Yeah. But unfortunately, that didn't work out too well either. Which Lord, have mercy. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Lord of mercy. Before I get into that, before, before I get into that, I just wanted to say, bro, like, congratulations on the 20th episode of this show. You are doing fantastic work. Thank you. Um, and this is amazing, man. You're doing the Lord's work. It's important that people have this platform to discuss their feelings, to discuss their experiences. Yeah. And I wish you all the best, man. Thank you. Really Thank you very much. You. I mean, you know, like I always say on my post, I could never have got to this point without people like you who support the podcast. So the thank you is reciprocal. It comes right back at you. Thank you so much. Now, wonderful. It, it's amazing. So, mm-hmm. so what? Are we going to get right into this thing? Y- yeah. I mean, we might as well get into it. Um, I'm going to pick up what the lesson is as we go ahead. Unless you want to tell me what the lesson is right now. What do you want people to learn from listening to your episode today? Look, what, what, I, what I'll say is, and it, it ties in, seeing as this is your 20th episode, it ties yeah. into from all the episodes I've listened to. Mm-hmm. Like every issue between men and female that I've heard on your show mm-hmm. ultimately boils down to one of two things. And it's manifested in many different ways. Mm-hmm. But it boils down to men not feeling respected and women not feeling loved. So men not feeling respected and women not feeling loved. That is, that is at the core of every issue that I've heard on you. Okay. And it's actually it's a biblical concept right there. Like men love your women, love mm-hmm. your wife, husbands love your wife. And wives respect your husband. Okay. And anyway, that's just that's, so. So I think my but, but basically that is what my my the lesson of the story is. Okay. And it's expressed in, in quite quite an interesting. Way. Okay. So, so I move on from this. I move on from this three girlfriend situation. I get my heart broken. And I'm like, oh, okay, that didn't go too well. Mm. Uh, I'm also moving on in age, right? I'm feeling the pressure from mom and dad to get married. They need. Um, Grandkids, you know the usual story, yeah. like every... Uh, just whilst just you're on that, I know that pressure is very big for women to get married and have grandchildren. Is the same amount of pressure applied to men? Or at least in your case? I, I think so, particularly in my case, because their interest was just in me settling down, right? They okay. just could see that this guy... He's a whirlwind. He loves pussy too much. And so let him just settle down. Like, let's just get some structure around him. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, so I think that's where the pressure is coming from. And that, that's cool. That's cute. Okay. I, I appreciate that. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, like, I'm at this point in my life. Like, I'm, I'm doing good. Like, you know, I'm... I'm stable, financially secure. Mm-hmm. Let me let me consider this marriage thing and, and, and figure this out. And so, like you probably tell from the last episode, I'm a very calculating, rational person. I do things that make sense. And so, yeah. I started to watch a lot of I started to watch a lot of documentaries about arranged marriages, mm-hmm. um, particularly in India, um, and 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 noticed that they actually had a higher success rate than the marriages of people who chose their own partner. Okay. Um, yeah, they had the lower divorce rate. Part of that, of course, is due to the fact that they live in much more uh, oppressive uh, societies where the societal pressure is so huge that even if you're suffering mm-hmm. and really having a terrible marriage, you wouldn't get divorced. But they, they, I, thought, I thought there was a kernel of truth into that. So I okay. thought to myself, okay, what I'm going to do is on a piece of paper, I'm going to put down the qualities of my perfect wife mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to find those. And... Learn to love her later. Okay. I'm going to just look for what it is that I want. And so I found myself a gorgeous, gorgeous, highly intelligent woman, um, a serious professional, doing really mm-hmm. well in her life, comes from a really high-profile family, um, 
at the time, I'd wanted to go to politics one day, so I wanted someone from a particular type of family. And, um, Just out of curiosity, whilst you're on that, can you give me the top three things that you put down that you wanted to be on this checklist? Okay, so the top three, three things were uh, highly intelligent, mm-hmm. like extraordinarily intelligent, mm-hmm. uh, from a very good family and very good cook. Now, I don't want to... I don't want to detract you too much from your story, but then highly intelligent is very difficult to quantify for starters. And then secondly, um, what was your second thing that you're after? From a very good family. Right. Um, How do you measure how good a family is? Again, another really broad category to go by. The one that you can say is a good cook. Yeah, I, I think that one is a little more easy to quantify. But the first two, weren't you setting the buy I mean, the bar too high for things that you can't really measure. And so maybe I was, I was setting the bar too high. But mm. the point was, I, when, I, when I talked about highly intelligent, what I meant, like, I, look, I just, I just think it's important that you don't marry a dumb woman and have children with her. That's a really stupid thing to do. For the sake of for the sake of your children, like you can't dilute your genes. If you if you are if you are you can't put water into it, man. It's just not okay. it's child abuse. Okay. Okay. So okay. I was like, yo, yeah. like the one thing I want to do is have smart kids. Mm-hmm. And look, I, I think I'm 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 reasonably intelligent, mm-hmm. and so I I just wanted someone who was on my on my level of a bit higher. So I mean, okay. I looked at I looked at I looked at I looked at their level of education. Yeah. I looked at very. Um, basic things that don't necessarily tell you how intelligent someone is. Mm. And I accept that. Okay. But then if someone has certain things, you can figure that, you know, like a master's degree in a very difficult area of specialization or mm. um, like a certain, you can just tell someone like you, what they're into, what they like, the documentaries they like, how much okay. work history they know. So I just looked at things like that. And insofar as family was concerned, I just wanted someone who came from a very powerful family, right? Mm-hmm. Who, the of networking and because you, you don't you, you marry a family right you mm-hmm. don't marry a person mm-hmm. and the reason why it was important for her to be able to cook was because not so much for the sake of cooking but it just I like nurturing women I like women who okay. I mean, it's obvious I like nurturing women because from the previous episode, the, the, um, the, the planeteer that you were in, really in love with was Earth because she was nurturing, she was right. loving, she was to the core so yeah. this, this is an um, ongoing theme in your approach, and right. that's obviously something that's very important to you. Exactly. So basically, what what I decided to do was I'm mm. going to find Earth, but yeah. not not be in love with her. Yeah. Okay. Like I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to establish. Okay, what are the core characteristics of a of, of, of a stable relationship? And yeah. then I think love grows. I think yeah. love is very fickle. I think to marry someone because you love them, I think at the time I thought it was a very silly idea. Okay. Yeah. So back to where you were. And so, and so I find this, I find this woman. She's mm. weird. Um, oh, and by the time I must, I must explain that um, I had I'd gotten like a very high profile job. I was living very comfortably. Mm. I had like, um, uh, I was living in like a, a nice estate. I had a, a cook and I had a, an, uh, I had a maid. These are important for the story. I'm not just like mm-hmm. critical to me. And so as part of these big conventions that I was at, I meet this woman. I'm like, oh my God, this woman is incredible. Incredible. She's beautiful. She's really accomplished. She's in this power suit. She's just like Michelle Obama. Is mm. how I described it. I was like, this woman is just funny. There's the Michelle Obama ness about her that, mm-hmm. that works. 
And so I'm like, okay, it's time to shoot the shot. And me, I must tell you, and it's time to shoot the shot. I shoot the shot. <laughs> <laughs> I shoot the shot. Generally, yes. generally it's a switch. Yes. So I'm like, switch. We're in the game. We're in the game. It moves very quickly. I'm like, yo, look, I'm ready to get married. She's like, hey, I'm ready. She's also at that age where it's getting a bit pressury. Yeah. You know, like uh, women have, have, of course, more pressure. They have their natural biological pressures. Yes. Societal pressures. A lot going on in her life. She's like, great. You fit the profile. You seem to be doing good in your career. You're intelligent. You're good looking. You have mm. money. Great. Let's do this. We'll figure everything out later. Mm-hmm. And so we moved really quickly, like within like three months or so, like I meet her parents. I'm like, okay, dope. We're um, doing this. Thing. Yeah. So this was like maybe in like August, September. And so I told them in December, I'm coming to pay Lobola. Whoa. Um, I'm sure you're really into that. Cool with that. Whoa. Like, you are moving really quick. I was out the gates, man, because I had decided that love is not really a factor for me. Like, look, yeah. what's love got to do with it? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, no, look, love is just, look, that, that you can figure out. And I truly believe that you can learn to love someone. That's not, that's not a fundamental characteristic to a successful marriage. As we can tell from the success of arranged marriage. Mm-hmm. And what was also very important to me was that our parents approved of each other and of us. So I thought, okay, that's good, because... I think there's, there's wisdom in it. And so they, they looked at qualities that they thought they were important. And they figured that, oh, because our families are much alive, they're not yeah. the same page, that we could work in a stable environment. Mm. But then now, the difficulty is I was living in one country and she was living in another country. We'd met at a conference. We're from the same country. We'd lived in different countries. We met at this conference in another country. And then I flew in. We both flew into her, to our home country where her parents live, mm-hmm. met the parents, told them I'm coming back, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And then she would come and visit me in the country that I was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the issue was, A, because of the distance, and two, um, because I still had the, the I, you know, I just come out from a situation where I had so much coochie, right? I had like pussy all over the place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it was, I, I had, I had, I had, I'd, I'd underestimated how difficult it would be to wean myself off that environment to oh go into a monogamous Oh dear. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And then I'm in this, I'm in this country, I'm loving life, and I just, you know, I just, like, they girl, girls, you know, they're just girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she comes to visit me. And she, she, she's highly intuitive. I've never met a woman like this, by the way. She's like mm-hmm. highly intuitive and like really spiritual. And she can just sense things. She's like Earth. Like I have a thing for her. Like yeah, yeah. And she could sense that something was up, right? But then me thinking I was clever, I was like, oh, no, chill. You know, I was trying to lie, but she could tell that I was just being a mad whore and just like fucking around, right? Mm. And so what she did is she... And this is the crux of the story, man. She bribed my cook and my maid to like spy on me in my own house. Wait a minute. Wait a wait a minute. Did you say she bribed? What an intelligent girl. She bribed your cook and your maid to spy on you in your own house. house. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, intelligent, right? Yeah. So she would give them money, Mm. and then they would like you know send her texts when girls were over. Oh my god. Take photos of like evidence. And, 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 right? No way. 
and and then and then my house had a it it, it it's like a it had a, a camera system in yeah. the house right and she found a way to hack into no. my camera system. <laughs> so on her phone oh. she could see what I was getting up to right? no way yeah that is that is I, I mean it makes me feel a type of way about um breaking your right to privacy um you know what i mean and so i felt disrespected right yeah and and her issue is like but i don't feel loved yeah, and this goes back to why i say that i think every issue in a relationship boils mm. down to a man feeling disrespected and a woman feeling unloved okay so her issue she justified what she was doing by saying that i i felt i was feeling unloved and i knew it was because you were fucking around and so I needed to ensure that I was not crazy. And so I did what I did to prove that my feeling of not being loved was validated. But I was like, but you disrespected me. How could you do that? Um, and so it's a chicken and the egg, right? Like what, what must happen when yeah. a woman feels unloved? In fact, I think I want to... I want to take this back a little bit. So how did you find out that she, she knew all of this stuff? Okay. So then what happened is, so what she would do, which I thought was incredibly devious, is when I'd have a girl over partying, I just, I go back to my own ways, my own ways, threesome, you know, just even like, and so she was like, um, oh, like the, the, the maid or the cook would be like, yeah, he's, he's got girls over, he's yeah. partying, whatever. And then she would text and be like, oh, hi, babe. How are you? What are you doing? What are you up to? Yeah. Like, she knew what I wanted to, but she wanted me to lie. Like, no yeah. one wanted me to lie. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the right phraseology. But <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get in trouble for that. But no, she didn't, she didn't want me to lie. She just, she, it's a trap, right? You can mm. see how she's, it's a trap. Mm. And obviously, because I'm like, yo, I want to marry this woman, so I'm not going to... Um, Mess this up. Shoot my Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, man, just chilling. I'm reading or... Oh, watching a documentary mm. about Thomas Ankara. Yeah. Which I like doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she built up all this evidence, right? And then she, one day I get a call from my mother and she just sent all the files to my mother. To your mom? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Was, she sent the files to my mother. She was like, listen. This is the photos of different girls entering his house at the oh time. Oh, my you know, gosh. This is like, um, like what they get up to. Because my, my cook and my, and my mate would take photos, right? Like, not of us like doing anything crazy, but of people in the house and like girls' clothing lying around. Like, if they see like an earring or a bra or whatever. Oh, my gosh. So then my mother calls me and she's like, yo, like, what's going on? Yeah. And she tells me that she has all this information. I'm like, I, I need to call you right back. Mm. And I call her, and, um, yeah, we just have this big fight. She's like, how could you betray me like this? Blah, 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 blah. Did you met my parents? It became a real mess. I mean, mm. and I was in the wrong. I understood. I understood that what I'd done was really wrong. Yeah. And so I was apologizing for that. But I was like, but then, man, the way you've handled this is incredible. Like, I, look, I don't know. I can't comment on how she dealt with it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I like, I mean, I was cheating on her, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, and so, look, maybe you're justified in doing so. But I, I really didn't feel, I didn't feel good about it. And so, ultimately, I was like, I'm really relieved that I didn't marry you, because I think that's crazy. 
Do you think that's crazy? Well, I guess you can't say it. Well, it, yeah, I, I mean, I must say, look, look, it is crazy. And, and, and I've heard a saying, and I hope people don't shoot me for this because it's not my saying. But there's a saying that goes that every woman is crazy. Just don't be the guy to bring it out. I tell you. Do you see what I mean? So, so I, I, I mean, her acting like that might not have been something that's inherent in her character. It just so happened that you brought out that thing because she could tell something wasn't right. Yeah, and I think it's, it's I, I, I took the decision of getting married too lightly. Right. And I also didn't consider just how important the decision it was for her to get right, given her circumstances and where she was in her life. Hmm. I think she felt a lot of pressure age-wise to do it. And so for her, and she's the type of person who, she's just a perfectionist, like a, a type A personality of no, like a, she reminds me a lot of Olivia Pope, actually. I, I think I understand what Olivia Pope is on that. Yeah. But like, she was a lot like that, and so um, she, yeah, she just lost it. She just lost it. But I thought it was really devious how she bribed wow. my my staff. So how did your conversation end? I mean, obviously you you got in touch and you're like, yo, you know, why did you do this? She explained why she did that. Well, did any of you raise your voices? Did any of you lose your tempers? Yeah, it was a shouting match. You no, know? like it was. It's a blur. But then I've never spoken to her since then. Wow. So it was um, that it was that one conversation to say what's happening, what's why? this about? She expressed why, why and that was it. You guys never spoke about that ever since. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, you can't. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get over the fact that she spied on me. Wow. I look, I, like, I don't know, man. I Look, I, I can't talk about the morality. I'm still up to this day, not sure whether it's, 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 it's justified to do that. Yeah. I'm of the view that it's not. But mm. look, I guess that's because I don't have a fiance fucking around on me. Like I, I was the one doing the, yeah. the nonsense. So I can't, I can't speak to her. But for me, I was like, ooh, I dodged the bullet. And I guess she felt the same way too, which is great. Good for her. You see, but it, like, I, I, I don't want to be with someone else. I mean, but the thing is, I'm not sure I totally agree that you dodged the bullet. Because remember, this bullet only came out because of your behavior, right? So if your behavior was correct from day one up until the day that you guys became husband and wife and continued the same during, during your marriage, that bullet would have never come out because there was no need for the bullet to come out. Look, I just don't like that the bullet was there. The first day. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the guy with the bullet. So, I ain't trying to mess with the bullet. I'm, I'm, like I'm, actually, I'm actually inclined to think that maybe she dodged the bullet. She dodged the bullet, so I was not ready for marriage, 100%. Okay. Okay. And now I'm on a totally different, like I'm now I'm on a journey to understand that, oh, guys, this thing is serious. Mm. And look, like, and the fact of the matter is this, is that what men need to understand is that if you, if you want to be respected, you have to be respectable. Exactly. Like, you, you, you gotta be, and so the difficulty that we face, and this is the journey, this is the fundamental lesson that I learned. Yeah. A lesson I'll share with my brothers is that, look, like, a woman's obligation, well, biblical mm. obligation. Mm. I'm, a, I'm. I've now become very much about Jesus. So, 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 so wait. Say that again. You, you said. You said. If, if you now become very much about Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I take my Christianity very seriously. Okay. Because I understand that without Jesus, I'm not going to make it. I am just a disaster. And <laughs> okay. Jesus is, is a really important. He's a really important. <laughs> you know, so I can get up. To I'm that. only. I'm only laughing, and I really shouldn't. But this. This. It's really taken me on a 360 spin, and and I'm and I'm only just listening. I'm not the one experiencing all of this. So you've gone from 
you can't deal with just one girl. You need to have three in your life. You have three in your life and then you're like, no, this doesn't work. I'm going to go and have one. You go and you have one. That doesn't work. And now you're resorting to Jesus. What are you resorting to Jesus for when it comes to this sort of stuff? And no, not Jesus. What are you, why are you resorting to Christianity for all of this? What are you looking for now? So the book of Proverbs says that uh, there is a way that seems reasonable to a man mm-hmm. that leads to destruction and death. Yes. It's, um, I've learned to not rely on my own uh, ideas and my own intellect. As these two stories tell you, right, this is me trying to use the talents that God gave me and apply them to willing an outcome for myself in my life. And so I've learned to surrender I've learned to surrender, to trust God, to, mm-hmm. and also to, to use Christ as an example of what it means to be a man, what it means to be a person. Okay? Yeah. And um, so, so what I'm trying to do now is I'm on a quest for, for purity. Um, what does that mean? Purity is the most important word in my life. And so I have stopped having sex. You're not having sex at all? At all. I have not had sex. Okay, can I just... You have not had sex for over a year? Yeah. Now, can I take you back to one thing? Yeah. You had um, your three planeteers. That was a lot of sex. You moved on to be with someone in a monogamous arrangement. And because you were long distance, you felt, ooh, I can't cope. I need to have more regular sex. Right. And now you're moving to no sex. Are you actually going to manage? Because that's a radical change. Yeah, man. And so it's amazing what you can do let Jesus take the wheel, man. And so I, um, I, I it's just a, just a quest for purity. And so this is the verse I like in the Bible. It's 2 Timothy yeah. 2, 21. It says, if you keep yourself pure, yeah. you will be a vessel for honorable use. Mm. Like Your life will be pure, your life will be clean, and you'll be ready for the master to use for every good work. And so what that's meant for me is I've quit alcohol. I've stopped taking weed. I mm. have... Um, Adopted a vegan diet. Um, wow. I have stopped watching, um, guarding my eye gate. In other words, I've stopped watching pornography. Yeah. I've stopped watching things that are overtly sexual or violent. Um, and I'm just in the process of really just trying to keep myself pure, understanding that I'm a temple of God. And I believe that through that process, I will uh, realize what my purpose is in Christ. Because I know that when I tried to do it by myself, that was just not a success. And I heard a lot of people. I heard a lot of, I heard a lot of people's daughters. Yeah. Um, some were like, "Hitch me, please. I'm here. <laughs> I have to be honest. Like, yeah. some I was like, are you sure? They're like, no, this is what I want. I'm like, huh? They're like, anyway, give me that. Anyway. And, and, and others, yeah. and others, others like my, um, my ex-fiance, that yeah. was just, that was just a mess up. I, I regret that totally. And Lord, Lord, forgive me. Like, a, yeah. oh, I did later on, like, send her an email where I apologized. Um, articulated what I had done wrong. Yeah. Um, and took accountability for it and asked for her forgiveness. That's the least I can do. And, she, and did? she replied. Oh, she did. She, said, she did. She said, listen, I release you. I forgive you. And, um, wow. <sighs> well, I, I have to... I have to uh, point out something, Captain Planet. Um, one of the things that you had 
on the top of your list was, was that this person must be very intelligent. Um, and she explained mm-hmm. why that was important. Now, she came with a whole heap of intelligence that went beyond what she even imagined. So, Yay! so, yeah. so, so in this journey, right, um, that you're taking, I don't know whether you actually want to get married again, given the position that you've now gone into celebrate mode. But if a right. time does come and you do decide, yes, I want to be with someone, is high intellect going to be at the top of your list again? Knowing what it could potentially want, lead to. I, I just want what God wants me. I, I've learned. You know, there's part of the Lord's Prayer that says, Thy will be done. I yeah. believe in that. I think what I want is what God wants for me. Like, I've stopped telling God what I want. Mm-hmm. Because I realize I don't know what I want. And the things that I want are just not uh, profitable in the long term. It sounds so what, t- I, what, I, what, I want, what I want. what I want fundamentally is I want a prayerful woman. That, that's what I'm what saying. I want a prayerful woman who loves God more than she loves me. Yeah. And I want a woman who, who is so in Christ that I need to find Christ to find her. Wow. Okay. Yo, this is deep. Honestly, I really don't know what to think. Genuinely. It, it is such a radical stance now. From where you started to where you are now, man. Life can show you things, man. Life can show you things. Yeah. Okay, the thing you showed me is that you are not clever. <laughs> Life has shown you that you're not clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it shows you that. and I've I've, I've learned the lesson. Wow. Well, do you know what? I um I really appreciate you um taking time to speak to me about this. Um, it's obviously important to have a recap. Um, especially when we touch with things that are very outlandish, like your episode was. And you've taken us, uh, you know, myself and everybody listening to this, on a, on a completely different trajectory with this episode. But what's come out is really important, just as I wind this up, is the fact that, one, you say men want to feel respected and women want to feel loved. And so for anybody who's listening to this um, particular lockdown episode, um, recap episode to be particular, um, is that men want to be respected. And if you can, give them that respect. And equally for men, women want to be loved. So if you can give them as much love as you can, go ahead and do that. And this, hopefully, is a winning formula. Is that right? Right. And also, like fundamentally, is work on yourself. Men become respectable. Women become lovable. Ooh, fantastic. Just, just learn that you can't just be a terrorist, bro. Like, you can't just be out here, like, terrorizing people. That's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. You have to learn how to be lovable. And part of that is learning how to manage that process. And, and, and being, being humble enough to say, but sorry, I was a bit unreasonable. Or yeah. a bit taut or a bit sharp with you there. Like, you can't just expect us to just roll with it. Like, that's, mm. like, that's just the that I have from relationships. But learn how to be lovable. Yeah. Uh, and men learn how to be respectful. Ah, that is fantastic. That's a win, a winning formula for sure. Thank you very much. Well, that was one hell of a crazy uh, episode. I mean, I, I, I would love to call you a Monday, but people don't remember you by that name at all. They know you as Captain <laughs> Planet. Um, I would right. love to call you that, but it is not befitting of the conversation we've just had. So if you were to give yourself a name now, given the new outlook you have on life and your whole focus on Christianity now, what would you call yourself? Yeah, no, Captain Planet is gone. Like, uh, the, the, I, I, I don't have the ego anymore. That's gone. I'm much more humble. 
like I'm like a, a monk who sold his ego, you know. Oh, wow. But, you know, ultimately, I think uh, right now, you know, inside I've realized, inside I'm just a teacher. And there's this uh, word, mwalimu. Oh, so, so did you say inside you're just a teacher, mwalimu? Yes, inside I'm just a teacher, man. Okay. That's what I realized. So, mwalimu. <laughs> mwalimu is Swahili. If I remember well, mwalimu is Swahili for teacher, right? Is that correct? Yes, yes, that's it. So, that's so your new name is there for Mwalimu. <laughs> that's it, man. Teaching people to, to be respectable and to be lovable. Yeah. That's what that's what this journey is about now. This is fantastic. Well And to leave egos at the door, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh well thank you so much for your time, Mwalimu. You've been listening to another lockdown episode of the podcast. I'm your host Tinto and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Remember to stay home and to stay safe. Peace. Oh. Tell me what you're feeling. Tell me what you're feeling. Now that it's over. Let me talk about my feelings. Let me talk about my feelings. Yeah. Do I'm not a good girl,